Welcome back to Billiken Babble. I'm your host, Carter Chapley, and later in this episode, we'll be getting to my new friend, Jim Benson. He's from Normal, Illinois. He's a writer. He covers the Illinois State Redbirds for the Pantograph. Billikens are coming off of a really big win against the Mercer Bears. I want to thank Justin Bexley again for his contribution to Billiken Babble on the Mercer Bears, and it turns out everything he said was really accurate. The Billikens were able to limit Filipase and Naftali Alvarez, and in the end, they got the win that they needed. I thought it was really interesting that they started so slowly, and it sounds like, based on what Travis Ford said in the postgame, that that was kind of their plan. They wanted to start this game slow, and eventually they picked it up and realized that that might not be the way to go. They got things rolling, and eventually they won the basketball game. So, bounce back after a big win, get the first win of the Cancun Challenge. That's really all that matters. They look good. They covered, you know what they say, Good teams win, great teams cover, and now they head down to sunny Cancun, where they take on the Illinois State Redbirds, and then, you know, get a win, and you're on to see either Buffalo or Stephen F. Austin, and those are two good games where you could pad your resume even more. So now, let's get on to our new friend, Jim. Now joining me here on Billiken Babble is Jim Benson of the Pentagraph. Jim, how are you? Good, Carter. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us here. The uh, the Redbirds and the Billikens are headed down to Cancun this week. They face off tomorrow evening. Jim, can you just tell us about what you do there and what you cover and, and where you've been? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I've been into Pantograph for 40 years now. Uh, uh, one job out of college. I'm kind of like a dinosaur. Uh, there's not too many of us left who stay in the same job. I went to the University of Illinois. And um, like I said, I've worked for the Pantograph for 40 years. And we, we cover a lot of different variety of college, uh, high school stuff. Um, for about 17 years from 89 through uh, 2006, um, I was our University of Illinois basketball beat writer. So that was great. I got to, I got to go to two Final Fours and the one in St. Louis um, yeah. when they lost to North Carolina in the final. And then um, starting in 06, um, I took over the Illinois State basketball beat. And um, the first the first year that the beat was uh, Porter Moser was the coach, and that was his uh, last last year uh, at, at Illinois State. Uh, he got fired that year. They brought in Tim Jankovic. Tim uh, was there five years, and then he uh, went to SMU, kind of the coaching waiting thing with Larry Brown. Uh, Dan Muller, who was a, a star player for the Redbirds for their uh, NCAA tournament teams in the 1990s, came back, and um, Muller's been the coach for the last, uh, this is his 11th year right now. That is an impressive uh, feat, 40 years at the same publication. It means there's no one who knows better about what you talk about than you like. Man, I tell you, uh, yeah, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to forget some of this stuff. That's that's the problem. But I, I cover a lot of high school stuff, too. Uh, Saturday, I, I covered a high school playoff game way up north um, at the Wisconsin border. So our Illinois State football guy actually covered the the basketball game last night. And I was kind of listening to it on my way back from uh, my football game. So yeah, we, we do a lot, a lot of everything at the uh, paper like the Panagraph. That is excellent. So I, I do want to get down to what to expect from the Redbirds. They're two and two so far this year. Went over Bucknell and went over UNC Wilmington. What's to know about this team? What is the major storylines? Who, who are they? Really, Carter, they're, they're still trying to figure themselves out in a way. They got a team that's about half returners in their regular rotation and then about half new guys. So they're trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure out a role, what, what their role is with the team right now. Obviously, Antonio Reeves is their big guy. He was actually leading the nation in scoring for the first uh, three games. Uh, he only had 12 points last night, but then they had Mark Freeman. Um, uh, a point guard they brought in from Tennessee State. 
he had a, a career high 34 points. He had scored like 33 in the first three games, and he just kind of kind of went off last night. This team doesn't have a lot of size right now. Uh, they, they have a big guy, a 6'11 guy. Ryan Schmidt is his name. They brought him in from uh, Des Moines uh, Area Community College. He's still kind of trying to get his feet wet, kind of figure out the pace of the game and all that. So they haven't played him a lot. So actually a pretty undersized team at the five spot. They play a player named Cy Chapman, who has actually been the biggest revelation for them this year. He transferred from UMass before last year. Then he, uh, after five games last year, he decided to opt out. Really the thing was he didn't have a great attitude, didn't give a lot of effort and all that. And everybody thought they'd never, you know, see Cy again. Well, he decided he put his name in the transfer portal, but he decided to come back and Sai's kind of one of these guys, kind of looks like Francis Okorov. You know, when he walks through the uh, airport, you, you say, boy, that guy's a really good basketball player. And Sai has turned it up about a thousand percent this year. He has two double doubles already. Uh, I think he had 23 and 11 last night uh, in that overtime victory over Bucknell. He has been a big revelation. He's really a four guy, though, and he's playing the five spot right now. They're a little undersized. They've had a little trouble rebounding. They got to kind of figure that out a little bit, especially when you play an athletic team like St. Louis. Um, They're really going to have to um, handle themselves on the boards. But I I was unsure if they had enough scoring outside of Reeves, to be honest with you, after seeing uh, them, especially in the exhibition in the first game. Freeman seems like uh, he he can score obviously when he needs to. Chapman is like I say he's 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 had two twenty point games already. So I don't think scoring is going to be the big thing. The, the big thing for them is really going to be rebounding. Um, th- this team has had a terrible turnover problem the last couple of years. Uh, they haven't had a point guard since Paris Lee. Uh, that they had a really good team in 07, uh, 17, uh, 2017 that probably should have made the NCAA tournament and didn't. Uh, Paris Lee was the point guard. He was the Missouri Valley uh, most valuable player. They haven't had a really true point guard since then. It, it's really kind of killed them the last couple of years. They have one now in Mark Freeman, and it took Freeman a couple of games to kind of figure out, you know, where he fit in and all that and what he needed to do. He was a really a, a scoring, big scoring point guard at Tennessee State last year. He averaged 17. He's not going to score, obviously, 34 every game. Uh, he might not even score double figures every game, but just the threat of the, the point guard scoring you definitely need. So they're still figuring some things out. Um, I think this is a great test for them now. Uh, St. Louis, you know, you, you get a, this is the best team they'll play by far. Like I say, if, if they can rebound with the Billikens, I, th- I think they can hang with them. It sounds like it might be fair to say that if they play solid fundamental basketball, do the little things right, that's when they're going to be at their most successful. That's right. Yeah. Limit the turnovers. Just don't give up a lot of offensive rebounds. Uh, they, they've given up a lot of offensive rebounds uh, the, the first four games of the season. They need to really cut that down. But like I say, their turnovers, they've, they've kind of handled that a little bit more. So and I, I expect them to show a little, it seems like they play their best when they show a little pressure defense instead of letting the other team kind of walk the ball up to court. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they play a lot more pressure defense. Um, most of the time, you don't turn it over on pressure defense, but, but you kind of, the team only has like 22 seconds to set everything up instead of 25 seconds. And that's, that's a big deal. We're with Jim Benson. Jim, when you look forward on this team, what do you expect would be a reasonably successful season for them? Well, I, I think their first, their first goal would be not to play Thursday in St. Louis at the Valley Tournament. They've done that the last three years. So that means they have to finish in the top six of the 10 in the Missouri Valley Conference to, um, to do that. Now, the Missouri Valley Conference is very top heavy this year. There's Loyola and Drake are really good. Uh, Missouri State, Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa are, are going to be pretty decent. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be jockeying maybe for that five, six spot. I think Illinois State could be one of them. I think that's their their first goal is, well, no, their first goal is to have a winning season. They've gone 17-39 the last two years. The fans are in an uproar. 
you know, any, anytime, you know, fans want changes if they don't win. And, and, and understandably so the program's kind of been on a decline a little bit since 27. No, it's been on a big decline since 2017. So they need to, they need to have a winning season. Then they need to get to the, you know, play on Friday in St. Louis. Cause if you get to if Friday, you know, you have to win three games to, to win it, um, you know, to get an NCAA bid. So I think that's their immediate goal right now is to have a winning season and go into St. Louis, you know, not having to play on Thursday, play on Friday. For this Illinois State team, who might surprise, maybe not the Billikens, but Billikens fans? Who's kind of the person, maybe not of, of the stars we've talked about? Uh, probably uh, a guy who's just a, kind of a steady Eddie type of guy is uh, Josiah Strong. He's uh, about a 6'3". He's a, a senior. They list him as a senior guard. He still has two years of eligibility left. Um, he's not going to wow you with anything, but he's a, a pretty decent shooter he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He, he, he gets some rebounds and all that. And, and, and like I say, he can shoot. So, you know, he, he's a kind of a guy, uh, I, I can't remember what game it was last year. He, he got on a kind of a roll and uh, shooting. Um, he, he's kind of guy that, you know, you, he's not obviously at the top of the scouting report. He's probably about the fourth or fifth on the scouting report, uh, but he's a guy who could kind of surprise everybody a little bit. Like I say, not real flashy and all that, but knows, knows what he is. Doesn't try to be what he isn't. Another guy I would say maybe is a, Howard Fleming, he's about a 6'5", uh, point guard kind of, but he's more like an off guard. He, he's probably their best rebounding defensive guard. Um, I know he's worked really hard on his shooting over the last uh, last year. And, you know, really the freshman last year, it was kind of a weird year for freshmen all across the country. You know, you didn't get the, the typical summer. You really didn't even get a typical season and all that. And um, Howard's kind of shown flashes kind of on both ends of the court. So he's kind of another guy to watch too. Well, Jim, before I let you go, and thank you so much for joining me here on Billiken Babble, I wanted to ask, you've had the pleasure of covering one of one of our Billikens in Francis Okoro, played for, I believe, Normal West. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- tell us about covering Francis in high school. He's been a huge standout player, had one of his maybe best games or good stretch in the last two. What was Francis like in high school? Uh, Francis was a very intimidating presence in uh, in high school. Uh, a lot of people didn't challenge him too much uh, going down the paint and all that because they would have the ball uh, shot back right at him. Um, and the thing I noticed about Francis as he played uh, his couple of years at Normal West, uh, he, he really got a lot better offensively. Um, he wasn't real polished offensively when he first got to Normal West, but but he became a really, you know, solid, you know, offensive threat and all that. And he was always a defensive presence at all. And, you know, Illinois State wishes he was starting on the other side in this game, believe me, because they, they recruited him hard again when he uh, decided to leave Oregon. And it was really between Illinois State and uh, St. Louis, and uh, Francis picked St. Louis, and nobody blames them. Um, obviously, I think the Atlantic Ten's a better, it's a better conference in the Missouri Valley, a little step up, and um, yeah, Fran- Francis is always very polite in interviews and all that. He's a good guy. I always like talking with him, and um, I hope he has a lot of success with the uh, the Billikens here in his couple of years that he's going to be down there with you guys in St. Louis. My favorite thing about Francis is I like to try and quiz him on how many languages he can speak. Leave <laughs> yes, him up to four yeah. at least with him at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's a, he's a very, 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 uh, he was a good student at Normal West too. So uh, yeah, he's good. He's a really good kid. This has been Billiken Babble with Carter Chapley and my new friend, Jim Benson of the Pantograph. Thank you so much for joining me here, Jim. Well, thanks for inviting me, Carter. Thanks again to Jim Benson of the Pantograph in Normal, Illinois, for taking care of us and getting us prepared for the Illinois State Redbirds. I thought he said some really interesting things that can help us kind of know what to expect from this Redbirds team. I think this is a game that the Billikens 
should win, should win handily. They're going to outsize them. They're going to out-talent them. I think this is going to be a game where Francis Okoro can kind of take it to his hometown team and make this game his own. Martin Linson as well. I think guys like TJ Hargrove and Jordan Nesbitt might be able to take advantage of that size advantage that they may have. But it's going to be one where, like he said, if they can shoot it well, Illinois State's going to cause some problems. And so the Billikens are going to have to take care of things. They're going to have to take care of the ball. They're going to have to force turnovers. And ultimately, if the Billikens can just earn more possessions and earn more opportunities and play strong defense, they're going to win most games they play this year. And, and this one is no different. So 7 o'clock start. Cancun, they're the late game, so we're going to know who they take on next at the end of this, pretty much no matter what. And they'll either see Stephen F. Austin or Buffalo, and hopefully we'll have something for you on a quick turnaround for them as well. So thank you so much to listen to Billiken Babble. Like, comment, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps grow the show, helps support me, and I really appreciate you doing it. So take care and be good to each other. Go Bills! Go Bills!